The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, a new poll suggesting that more than half of people lie on their online dating profiles about jobs and income. I could have told you that. Uh, let's be real. We all have probably told a little white lie here and there in our relationships. But depending on what you're lying about and how often could have a big impact on that relationship. Dr. Jessica O'Reilly, uh, O'Reilly is a relationship and sex expert host of the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. She returns to the show this afternoon. Dr. Jess, welcome back. Thanks for having me. All right. So I'm not surprised by that number whatsoever, that like half of people are lying on online profiles. That doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise you? Uh, Not at all. (laughs) We we really lie to make ourselves look good, right? We're lying in an aspirational way. We want to believe these things. And it's easier to just write it down in a profile than it is to actually make the change. (laughs) Well, and you were saying uh, in an interview that that I had seen that we're not just filtering photos we're really filtering our lives aren't we this is true and this isn't just true of daters i think it's true of all of us to some degree because we have become accustomed to showing our highlight reel right we're not showing the bloopers we're not showing the errors we're not showing the the day-to-day stuff Mm. but we're showing the the most exciting and the most exotic and ultimately the most impressive you know what you bring up a really good point uh, about social media and i'm wondering what you've seen about the the impact of social media on relationships well that's interesting because the research shows that social media can be positive for your relationship especially if you express love with one another if you share laughs online if you support one another but of course it can also work as a detriment to the relationship uh, as you find yourself distracted and scrolling through your news feed or mm. double tapping photos when you're lying in bed when there's actually a real life human being <laughs> next to you so we know that technology can connect but it can also wreak havoc if we allow it to interfere but let's just remember that you operate that technology you decide how you use it so it is the person not the phone you know what i was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago who had received a, a friend request or a mess and i know you've heard this story before dr jess you that, that they've received a, a friend request or a message on facebook from someone that they dated 30 years ago or 20 years ago whatever it was and this person said to me i'm not responding because i don't think that is the right thing to do and i don't think that my partner would appreciate that uh, how it, it, was that the right way to handle it I think if that's your instinct, it probably is the right one to follow. I don't think it's the right uh, answer for everyone. I think there's nothing wrong with talking to your ex if it's, you know, in in good, friendly conversation. Many people are involved in their ex's lives still. And just because you dated someone 30 years ago or even three years ago doesn't mean that you feel the same way about them. Relationships evolve. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I would agree with you on that one. So back to the, you know, the little white lies or the the fibs here and there. And I guess it depends on what kind of lies you're, you're you're telling. I mean, there are lies sometimes that seem to just make it easier to go on with life. (laughs) That's right. So we call those pro-social lies. So these lies can actually enhance relationships because your intention is positive and it's intended to support best interests. So let's say that uh, my partner has put together a presentation and he's going on stage in 15 minutes and there's something he can improve. And I tell him, no, it's great the way it is because I know that in 15 minutes, he can't get that fixed mm-hmm. and it's only gonna fall further, just, you know, stress him out. Um, so those are pro-social lies that can actually be good for relationships, but anti-social lies, 
those are usually intended to cover up our own behavior and hide our own misdeeds or manipulate somebody into getting them to behave in a way that we want them to behave. And these are always going to be detrimental can to you, relationships. Can you give us an, an example of an antisocial lie? Sure. So I'm chatting online and I'm DMing with someone that, you know, I maybe have a little bit of a crush on or I, I you know, I, I've had a connection with and my partner says, who are you chatting with? And I lie and say my sister. So that's mm. clearly to cover up my own behavior. Or I might lie and say that I'm, I did something that I didn't do. Like this is obvious if you look at a six-year-old's behavior. You know when a lie is positive and you know when a lie is negative. So did you break the vase? No, I didn't break the vase. <laughs> I think my brother broke the vase. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jessica O'Reilly joining us uh, this afternoon. What are people lying most about? Well, if we talk about a dating profile, they're lying about appearance, age, income, and even, this is interesting to me, interest. Because we all want to seem more interesting and more multidimensional than we actually are. So we pad our list of interests to reflect those desires. So I, I say that you can look for some of these lies. If someone says they're really into culture, or they're really into the outdoors, ask questions about what they're actually into. So if they say they're into culture, which of course means different things to different people, you can ask them what's, what's the best gallery in your neighborhood or what's an underground band from your hometown. hometown. Mm. If they say they're outdoorsy because they think that that's what somebody else wants in them, ask them, okay, what's your, what's your favorite hike or what's, you know, where's the most interesting place in nature you've been? Because if they answer more generally and avoid specifics, it's probably a sign that they're not actually interested in these things. They're lying to enhance their profile. Dr. Jess, it just seems uh, asinine for me uh, that people would lie to that extent on a profile or, or whatever when you're first meeting someone because sooner or later you're going to find out the truth. I, I do think, though I mentioned in the beginning, that some of these lies are aspirational. We wish that we were more like that. Mm -hmm. And so if you notice that you've been telling a lie and it has to do with what you wish you were, go and make the attitudinal and behavioral changes to become <laughs> part of that person. I mean, you can't lie. And I can't say I'm 5'9 because I'm not going to grow four inches. Hey, I might have just lied right there, right? <laughs> but I, if, if I keep saying that I'm really into arts and culture, go get into arts and culture. There are plenty of events everywhere, every, in every city, every small town around the country. Go check these things out and be the person you say you are. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, because all those lies, and, and I think we've all met people or we've had people in our lives who, you know, tell lies on a fairly regular basis and eventually get caught doing it. How do you deal with someone um, that you've caught in a lie or if you've been caught in a lie? Well, one of the problems with lying is that one lie tends to lead to another. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I lie about, I, I lie and say I'm sick so I can cancel on a friend. And then they ask how I'm doing and I have to keep lying to support the original lie. So the only thing you can really do if you want to move on from lying is to come clean. So uh, you have to... You, Let's say I lied about being sick last night to cancel on a friend. Well, what I need to do is think about why did I cancel, right? Is it because I didn't want to see my friend or was it because I'm feeling overwhelmed with work and I didn't really know how to be honest about my own feelings? So I need to take responsibility, apologize, and, and commit to myself to being more honest in the future. Now, if I've lied about something important in a relationship, I'm probably going to have to come clean and be open to answering follow-up questions mm -hmm. to assuage my partner's concerns because we have to rebuild the trust. Yeah, absolutely. And rebuilding that trust can be can be really, really tricky. Um, you know, I was I was 
I don't want to name any names. I'm not going to get anyone in trouble. Um, I, I, I know someone, let's put it this way, that has a, a credit card and okay. uses that credit card all the time. And it's, 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 it's pretty hot. Like, it's pretty busy credit card. Uh, this person's partner has no idea about it and told me, said, you know, if they knew about it, they'd probably lose their mind just because of how high the, the, the charges have been racked up. I mean, I can't imagine personally keeping that away from, from my partner, especially, you know, finances, that sort of stuff. But I think finances are a big uh, trouble spot for couples. I would agree, and I think that's because financial values really intersect with your personal values, your familial values, the things that matter to you in your life, um, your sense of risk and adventure or your how adverse you are to risk. And so this is a pretty serious one, and I think coming clean, it's always going to be the sooner the better, and it may feel like you've built it up too long and this has been going on too long, but it's only going to intensify. So if you have the opportunity to say, hey, I did this, I spent this, this is part of what motivates me to do it. Um, I know that this is my own problem. I lied about it because I felt ashamed. And that's, that's the key line there. I did this because I feel, right? So you take responsibility and you explain the underlying emotion because maybe they're racking it up because they like that sense of thrill and mm -hmm. adventure. Maybe they're racking up it up because they already have debt. They feel, they feel shame in their debt. And they figure, well, if I'm $5,000 in the hole, who cares if I'm 25000 but the sooner you come clean, the better. Before I let you go, uh, Dr. Jess, I wanted to ask you just on, on, on the intimate side of, of this as well, when it comes to not telling the truth, I mean, when it comes to, you know, a physical relationship with someone, not telling the truth on that level um, is, is very detrimental and, and harmful to your relationship as well. Yes, that's true. When it comes to sex and intimacy, we tend to lie because of social pressure. So cultural norms around gender, around age, around sexual orientation, um, there's pressure to conform to specific standards. And the bottom line is we don't even know about these standards mm -hmm. because we do not know what anybody else is doing. Even in research in my field, people will lie in their answers. You know, one study found that lying is the norm. We lie in 20% of our short interactions, and we're dishonest with 30% of the people with wow. whom we interact. But then when you ask people, 60% of us say we have told no lies in the last day. So we don't just lie, we lie about lying. Yeah, well, it's just interesting, because I'm just thinking that if you want to, you know, uh, on a, in your sex life, if you want a healthy and fulfilling sex life, you know, say that you like that or that you don't like that. Don't say that you like it when you don't like it. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, yeah. you know, that Absolutely. to me, yeah, that just to me seems, uh, you know, a waste of time. <laughs> And bad education, right? Yeah, if I make yeah. you a meatball sandwich, and man, you do not like meatballs, <laughs> but you pretend that you like those meatballs so much, what, I gonna, what am I going to make you the next time? Exactly. Another meatball sandwich, you're going to get more of what you don't want. <laughs> Absolutely. Dr. Jessica O'Reilly joining us this afternoon. want to thank you for taking the time out of your Friday afternoon to join us for this, uh, for this conversation. I appreciate it. Pleasure. You just reminded me it's Friday. Thank you so much. <laughs> you betcha. Take it easy now. Have a great day. Okay, one. Bye -bye. You, you can follow her on, on Twitter. Uh, she has the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast as well. Yeah, lying in relationships, huh? That just uh, will get you in all sorts of, of trouble now. Um, and, and the finances thing, I think, is a, is a big one for, for a lot of folks. Um, I remember not telling the truth 
uh, to, in my first marriage about a coat that I had bought. And at the time I was working in television and they had uh, given us a, a bit of money for a clothing allowance. And uh, I can remember my ex-husband asking me saying, oh, was that you know part of your clothing, clothing allowance? And that's what I told him that it was, and it wasn't, and it was a fairly expensive coat. It was a coat that I still have to, to this day. It's 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 a beautiful coat, not that that matters, but it was it was pricey. And to be honest with you, I probably couldn't afford it, but I really, 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 really wanted it. And I tucked it in the back of the closet for the longest time. And to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I uh, I'm not sure that he ever found out that I paid for it, that I paid cash for it. But again, it was one of those things that I I, I, I lied about in that relationship when it came to finances. And I think some, you know, I think women do it. I think guys do it. Um, you know, I can also remember, well, I'm not going to get into that, but I'm curious to know about in your relationships.